everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Avegunas podcast. Um, I mean, I'm not going to sing we were top of the league, especially after Tottenham won today and then went uh, above us. But it's a very great victory after, uh, after our predictions that we would never keep a clean sheet. Every one of these guys predicted that we would not keep a clean sheet. And did you believe, did. buddy? First of all. We, we did. So I, I, it doesn't matter, Bob. It doesn't matter. And uh, as it's all, always usual for Arun to butt in and like before I introduce, today he's missing. So you did the honors. I will always. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> but uh, to the listeners, we are here to discuss about the Crystal Palace uh, review of, of the victory at the Palace ground uh, by two goals. With me today, Bob, as you guys have heard already. Hi, Bob. Hey, mate. And Aben coming back again, joining with us. Hi, Aben. Hello, Jay. Good to be back. Good to be back, indeed. Uh, for all the listeners, we did we did uh, we did predict a two goal. At least Bob did two goals scored. So we were right on that uh, matter. And uh, uh, for the viewers, we are sometimes live. So do subscribe, do like, do share. And do comment in your predictions and stuff. With that out of the way, Bob, I'll uh, start with the question that is always going to be the first question, right? The first 11 starting lineup, there were no surprises. No, absolutely not. That was the strongest 11 that you could put in. And uh, I mean, maybe you could you could take um, a full 50, 50 call on uh, Zichenko or Tiani, but Tiani is coming back from a long injury. So that explains as to why uh, Zichenko got the start. But it was the strongest uh, predicted eleven. No surprises. Even uh, I went to the I went to the pub as usual here to watch the game, and it was full, full as in we had more than 60, 70 people there. This the last time it happened was the North London Derby last year. Um, so is this is this and and everywhere I asked, it's it's the same. People were like watching the game in rows. Everyone was like. Everyone was watching the game, every Arsenal fan, even though it's a Friday for us and everything, right? Is this a marker of how much Arsenal fans believed after the preseason that we had? I think, yes. The Arsenal fans, they're always pessimistic or they're skeptical, <laughs> right? Because that's what we've faced through these years of rebuilding. Umpteen rebuildings, not one day. <laughs> So, but I think this season is different because I think even though last season we finished, it was disappointing to not get that top four. But I think we still did better than what we would have expected at the beginning of the last season. And I think from there, it was important for us to build on. So I think with the new additions and the fact that we got the additions much, what do you say, much earlier in the transfer window. We got to see a, them play in the preseason. That's exactly, very new for us. Having a full preseason. <laughs> And and obviously the performances in preseason also. Obviously Premier League is different. Uh, not that we can do the same thing in Premier League, but still, I think there's a level of optimism. The fans are backing the team. Uh, obviously, the new players add to that factor. Players who've come in. So I think yes, there is a level of optimism for sure. With that optimism, even uh, uh, like. Do you think that optimism is uh, repaid by a 2-0 victory on the first day? Well, I think, yes. See, I think we have not been doing well against Palace. 
I think in the last nine games against them, I think this was probably our second victory. Last season, we took a one point from them. I think we... Two games, uh, two games put together. Yeah. yeah, two games put together. Obviously, nobody has forgotten the 3-0. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, I am, I'm the, trying. I am trying my darn best to forget that, but it's not working. Yeah. So, uh, so I think considering we've not been doing well against Palace and going away at Selhurst Park, it was never going to be easy. Uh, so, coming away from a 2-0 two, two victory is nothing like it. Three points in the bag, start of the season. So, we are already ahead of the last season. <laughs> ahead of last season. I said the exact same words when uh, when the first goal went in, which was like, hey, we scored the first goal after four games last season. And yeah. we won it 1-0. And this time, we have topped both of those starts. So, I'm happy about that. We, we scored the second goal after five games when we played Burnley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we are, we are I'm I'm very happy about the two two nil victory. But Bob, even more happier than the two nil victory was the first twenty minutes about how we played. We came out. There has been some problem, and I have all already raised that. We have all talked about it about Arteta team uh, coming out of the blocks slower than expected, or and and all those things like uh, Arteta needs to make a halftime talk before the team clicks and stuff like that. But this was like the team. The team kind of came out like we are ready. We are fighting. We are we are here, right? And we were attacking. And Palace had no answer, no answer after all the talks. I mean, I'm going to uh, I'm going to you know um, pull Luke in who came in for our preview a little bit and like haha at him. Uh, but that is exactly what we did. We just came out of the blocks hungry. And, See, and uh, it was I'll tell you my first impressions. Uh, my yeah. first impressions after watching at least the first initial 15-20 minutes was the fact that this is definitely not going to be Brentford away as last season. <laughs> <laughs> that low were my expectations. Seriously, we were we were doing much better. Um, and you could see that, you know, the energy that especially Jesus and um, Jirchenko, they brought in, along with Saliba as well, you know, um, the new signing. Saliba, we would have to talk a lot about him yeah. later, but yeah. Of course, but, but, but still, if you were to just look back at things, right, this team was, was just gelling on from the moment go, from the word go, yeah. So, so this was an evident sign that the team has obviously worked on their shortcomings and all those sort of things. But then, I mean, the usual suspects came into picture with, with uh, obviously, Martin Hillis Smith. Um, oh, my God. I mean, this is going to be one of those days. Always as an Arsenal fan, you keep thinking about it all the time, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't avoid it, no matter what. <laughs> so, I think the team was trying to remind us they're still Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> they were trying to rem- remind us that the Martin Hillis or when we got a chance to bury the game towards the end, Odegaard wanted to pass instead of yeah. shoot. Uh, All those are things that because, because that that raised our heartbeats. Right? You, 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 you got another ten more minutes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so they they want Arsenal fans to be grounded. So I think they did that. Yeah, but but that Martinelli mess was. I would I wouldn't say it was worse, but it just proves that he still has a level to go up, right? If he if he is. If he is scoring goals, if if he could add that shooting ability and everything, there is a level that we could see. Oh, the, that he sky's the limit. But then, 
but then even the first goal comes in uh it was a set piece surprise surprise from last season we have been very good at set piece goals but it was a weird one right it was not like uh, uh i mean it was not the regular of the ball deliver and then scoring no it went to zinchenko zinchenko looped it back which Ze- jesus missed it but then martinelli scored i mean obviously scoring is always better than uh, anything else in the game uh, even a deluded arsenal fan like me would be able to say that but that was a very different or at least for me it was a different set piece routine to anything that i have seen see i think i think it was good because i think one thing we have noticed from even last season is we have we are trying certain set piece routines and many times it does come off i remember last season there was a routine where i think it was odegaard or saka they passed it cedric comes in and takes a shot oh, yeah. a grounded pass oh yeah I, I, that came to mmb so this was also a, it, it felt like a good routine you play a ball into an empty area towards the back of the post not even back of the post towards the far end of the post and zinchenko put it back in and once it's back in with that crowd there is always a probability to score and that's what happened it was a good ball zinchenko had a great he header came out of from nowhere right you know yeah, he, he came was... out of nowhere yeah. so i was seeing this uh, i think towards the interval there was this post uh, uh, interval in mid match mid match yeah mid match uh, mid match analysis with uh, ian wright and michael own were doing <laughs> i love that guy always <laughs> oh, they they actually showed the movements okay so yeah. i think we had gabriel jesus at the far end of the post pulling one player back there were two players in the middle uh, this is away from the uh, yeah away from all the crowd and zincheko was one at one end and just out of nowhere he just comes in it was like it was a very nonchalant uh, routine the ball comes in he puts it back in fortunately it came to martinelli and he could finish it so it worked out perfect hmm. but uh, but when we went one nil up uh, that's i think that's when we started making you know trembles within arsenal hearts uh first rams did didn't... trembles sorry buddy just a clarification trembles as in like if the lead is going to last <laughs> like <laughs> that that uh kick from ramsdale it just it just brought back all the trauma from previous years of seeing you know flappy hansky manuel alumnia and all those things i was like oh no not again and uh, i mean even if he is not here uh, even if he is not there uh, during the game i could hear deepak's voice in my head going like i told you so i told you so and ramsdale is a problem with no um, you know no one pushing him and really i was hearing that voice in my head going like oh, oh no oh no oh no and crystal palace kind of like clawed back into the game after that 20 minutes with a couple of chances um yeah see, i think i think it it is it is a two factor thing one we dropped our level is what i felt we 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 felt i mean we we did take it a bit easy um after after the first goal and as well as the fact that palace start started riling in and then you know they they started getting behind the team 
um um you know with the fans and and the players as well got got bit more confidence you know in going forward and all the sort of things this howlers doesn't definitely help you know thankfully it didn't it didn't work in our favor this time so um so i mean work against our favor i should say um but but at least on any other day i mean had it gone in right then it would have created a different atmosphere suddenly um out of nowhere right and it's it's all us to blame Ramsdale, we've spoken about him um, as much in the past. You know, I still credit him for the for the way that he kept us in the game because um, I felt after Saliba, Saliba, yeah, yeah, he he was the standout player. If not for his saves, then we would have definitely been out of sight. At least, at least not even come with three points. You know, I mean, maybe we could have scrapped a point or two. Um, I mean, point, but but not definitely more than that. so he mm-hmm. definitely did keep us in the game but then there are there are these moments of lack lack of concentration you could say and that those are the moments that he has to be wary of and then you know try and try and be more careful um i was thinking about the the i mean having watched all or nothing you know there was this uh, video of uh, ramsell's dad <laughs> almost getting a heart attack during the middle of the game and then he 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 just got up and left um yeah. in one of those games so so that was what was coming into my mind had ramsdale's dad been there you know, lucky you <laughs> lucky you i was hearing deepak's voice all through my head going like i told you so i told you so i told you so and i'm like ah i hate it when he's right even about about the crystal palace ascendancy right i had a uh, i think it started even before the half time but after half time they came out a little bit different or is it just me because i thought that the gameplay was a little bit different they were using those long balls a lot uh you know uh where they are like uh what luke was mentioning right they had this plan of pointed long balls which which i could see a lot more in the second half maybe it's because of they got a lot more uh you know got a lot more ball, possession so that they they uh, did that i think i think what happened was first half they didn't expect arsenal to come the way they we came Mm-hmm. I think they were in the back foot towards and towards the end of the first half. That's when the Edward chance and all. So they finished the first half on a little bit better than how they started it. But second half, I'm assuming Vieira would have given them a talking to, motivated <laughs> them, whatever he did. But yeah, they did come back and they started well. I think we started well for a minute or two, but then I think we were not as fluid or uh, as the first twenty minutes. So they how much had... of that? How much of that is due to Odegaard not having a great day? No, I I don't think yes, he didn't have a great day, but I don't think that was the only factor because even in the first twenty minutes, Odegaard was still there, but still we did play well, and he didn't do anything outstanding in those first twenty minutes. So I think it was and and if you notice, I don't know if it's just me, I think most of our game play was. i think in the first half or at least the first 20 minutes it was starting from the left it was always yeah. zaka zinchenko zaka zinchenko that's what that's how it's all it was coming through most of the game actually and but last season was different last season was odegaard zaka odegaard zaka yeah towards the right side most of the time zaka was unusually quiet i felt yeah i think he had his few bursts but based on usual standards or what we saw last season yeah i think he was quiet So I think but, it was a combination of everything. So and Crystal Palace long balls. I think I have to say that is something I probably everybody noticed. <laughs> he had the position. I think it was Hockey Anderson. His long balls were precise. 
I don't think how how many times did he find Ayu in that corner. So, and I think in the starting they were not doing long balls; they were playing. But I think they switched on to long balls, and I think they created few chances based on that also. This is where Bob, I had like a lot of concerns, right? Like I have a couple of concerns in the game with Arsenal is that. we always seem to struggle a little bit when teams change their strategy or something happens outside of what we prepared and then and then we get back when we have like when we have some external inputs from it like f- during this game there was a moment where arteta pulled all the players in for a drink mm-hmm. when a player was down and that's the moment i think we came okay. back into the game yeah right like um that this does this happen because of the team being young or we don't have any player on the pitch who could make that decision or is it a mixture of both because it 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 kind of i i kind of feel this concern about this team that they are not i think able, i think like, i think almost everyone of us would have felt that you know because um when the team needed a direction obviously the boss was there um and they got an they got a chance when that was uh, during dokore's injury yes yes i agree to your point it's it's, it's a combination of both i would um say uh, vijay because um it is as well the fact that you know players sometimes need inspiration um from the manager and as well as the fact that you know uh, when when they are not able to clearly i mean when they have not clearly played together for a long or not gone on to do something um in a long space of time i probably think that you know they have not gelled together enough and of course with the new signings and all those sort of things um they are, they have the base foundation but they are adding more things into the mix so which means that they they of course need more time to adapt together and gel together for them to make their decisions you know this team is not set like what city or liverpool is so that's a different demand that we are talking about yeah. uh, so so which means that um, this team definitely needs to work on together and i think uh, time and again you know we need inputs from the manager to make some inspiration and do some changes my worry comes from the fact that like this this team crystal palace team didn't capitalize on their ascendancy as much as some other teams would have like for example if we would have had the same situation with uh, hate or mid spurs or chelsea or uh, city or liverpool like those teams could capitalize on that moment before the manager could give his input and that's a little bit of concern because they would have had like two three goals in and they would have gone out of reach uh, before we could respond back that is my concern about that but on that also like to piggyback on that point i also have the concern about arteta not making changes we didn't make any changes we had a five sub rule i was screaming for changes to be made for from the 60th moment onwards we didn't make anything and crystal palace made like uh, made a bunch of changes uh, even before uh, before the 60th minute i mean obviously they were chasing the game so they had to make change and i'm not complaining the whole while but these are concerns that i got from the game see for me the changes was not that big a problem for me the reason being who was sitting on the bench for us will be very blunt see you want to make a change to either if somebody is tired or you want to bring on more, more quality now we had what pepe reese nelson on the bench nketia uh, pepe reese nelson uh, i'll come to nketia at the end pepe reese nelson holding tierney Uh, nketia and i think i don't remember who else was there so i think out of these 
I would have seen only two players coming on, which was Tierney and Enketia. I think Enketia could have come on slightly earlier because I think what I noticed or what I felt was when Enketia came in, uh, he was closing down players very quickly, and that reduced those long balls from Anderson and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe Enketia could have come earlier, but I'm assuming Arteta didn't pull. This was only because of the fact that we had only a one goal lead, and uh, Palace had two golden opportunities which they didn't capitalize on. So it was just a matter of one goal, and we would have to go back into a mode where we need to attack to get all three points. Did, did you guys notice? Uh, did you guys notice the exact replica of the Zichenko header uh, from the corner with uh, Anderson did um, in the second half? That was eventually uh, he, saved by Ramsdale. It was tried. an exact duplicate. He tried. He tried. I wouldn't give that much, uh, you know, valuation to the whatever he did because he's not an Arsenal player, no, and I don't like Anderson. You have to. You have to, <laughs> you have to look at I, how they did. <laughs> I'm not here to do uh, justice to football tactics and stuff, Bob. That's all you guys. I'm here to gas up Arsenal fans if I can, and uh, you know, uh, praise and. Uh, do all these nonsense things with Arsenal. But, Bob, regarding Saka, right? Like, um, Saka's sec- goal, I mean, our second goal, that's Saka's goal. I'm not giving that as an own goal. It's Saka's goal. He Come on, buddy, it's goal. going out. It's an own I goal. I don't care. I don't care. He made the goal. I'm giving it to Saka. If you have <laughs> problems with me, you have problems with me. That's it. But, but that goal, he tried that move even before and he tried fizzing a ball in but instead, this time, he took a shot, which I was happy about because both Martinelli and Saka, both of them, I want them to take more shots in the game. That's what I want out of them and that I'm so happy about. The only thing, like Eben mentioned, the Odegaard, I want him to take more shots too, but he does what Arsenal midfielders do, which is trying to walk the ball into the net, which is fucking annoying for me to see. In all fairness, if that backheel came, if it had gone through, it would have been an amazing backheel and it would have been a simple finish for, I think, who was coming in. Yeah, it was NKTR. Yeah. So it would have been very simple. No, it was not NKT. I think it was Martinelli because oh, yeah, Martinelli. it was the Jesus pass to Jesus yeah, is the yeah. one who played that amazing ball through to uh, Odegaard. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think I can't take it. My emotions are same as yours. I was pissed off. I was, <laughs> I was furious. I was like, you could have killed the game over there. Come on. <laughs> Why do you want us to go through this hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was screaming my head off at uh, uh, Martin, like, just put your foot through. I don't care if it, it is saved. It's fine if it's saved. If it is deflected out, it's fine. Not this way. I've seen this the same thing happened like million times as an Arsenal fan and I don't want to see this again. Uh, when it comes off, yeah, we get an orange goal. You would have gotten had uh, rare treatment from uh, Adeda. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> so sure. Yeah. I'm not so sure. But, but Bob, after the second goal and after the changes, I felt one thing, uh, I mean, needs to be addressed, right? Um, uh, the whole game. White Zaha doer. Um, I mean, I give it to White because we kept a clean sheet. No matter what Zaha did or whatever, White is not a right back. Uh, maybe he might be, but 
he he did he had zaha within his reach and he is not fast enough for zaha but his reading of the game was amazing um many of them were in twitter were actually raving about the fact that uh, zaha was in white's pocket i wouldn't seriously go that far mate honestly no um white yeah, had a yeah you are game. you have a soft for zaha no see i think everybody of us have a soft spot for zaha that's a different story but then um zaha was a constant menace um and white had his white had his time moments of uh, nerves as well as in like he he was uncomfortable at times but then he didn't come he did come through and all those sort of things you can say everything but yes as you said you know what matters is finally he made him he made him quiet that you know it was a clean sheet so that's what matters at the end of the day but um but he it was not a very um you know outright um you know dual victory and all those sort of things um, you could you could boast of he did well he did keep him quiet and that's what matters at the end of the day it was not it was not clean but then who cares at the end of the yeah it's okay the other person that uh, i'll give it to you both to talk about is uh, the man of the match according to me according to all the arsenal fans according to a lot of people uh, uh, i think uh, carragher came back, came out and said uh, that he likened him to a young rio ferdinand which i felt oh, was interesting please, please stop the hyping <laughs> but but i'm not hyping him but uh, he had a great game great game ivan right like the, there were two tackles which were like so clean it was cheered in the pub like it was goal scored yeah i think he had an amazing game he was our best player on the pitch there's no doubt in that uh i think he his tackles were good his interceptions his passes he was calm on the ball because that's what you want from a defender he was not flustered he was calm and there were times where i think we he had to clear the ball and he did clear the ball as well so i think for me he had a uh, i wouldn't say a perfect game but a good game and uh, he definitely deserved the man of the match i'll just read through some stats here that 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 was recorded after the game so it was william saliba had um, 62 touches um, 46 out of 49 pass completed seven clearances and then seven possession once um, so which which just shows that you know what sort of a player that we've been missing in the middle of the park um it's it's definitely a value added addition um his his debut has been long coming you know hats off to him for persevering and then as well coming out during the summer that he definitely wanted to stay and then you know prove his worth at arsenal so goes on to say a lot lot of things about uh, if only he could say if, if only he could sign the thing right away um yes yes the the fear for all arsenal fans yes uh, but i think um, we have to just release him um for now and then you know we'll we'll keep going he'll i just hope that you know he he improves from strength to strength and then goes on to do bigger things again bigger clubs okay the, give me one word answer okay is saliba uh, gabriel the partnership or are you still on fence yes or no that's it <coughs> no explanations no maybe okay <laughs> <laughs> actually okay. i had a follow up question before you asked okay. my question was so i think today there was an under 21 game yeah uh, marquinhos tomi yeah, asu were all played mm-hmm. uh, so more important factor is tomi asu played yeah when tomi asu comes back to full fitness mm-hmm. who plays at center back mm. 
for me right now i wouldn't pull saliba out because he hasn't done anything wrong and arteta needs a left footed uh, center half so which means that gabriel picks himself gabriel picks himself so white drops for me i mean controversial but that's where that's where uh, the I, listeners I, should I, be able to comment in what their thoughts are see how i yeah. plugged in there <laughs> i i think for me gabriel didn't have probably the best game yeah uh, so Uh, yeah arteta's reliance on a left footed center back everybody knows that but if that was not the case i would have played saliba and white that's an option but okay guys we are almost there to the end of the podcast uh, one last thing that i want to ask both of you right uh, this we this win means three points yeah obviously that even i know but what does that mean for arsenal the start of season uh, this win what does that bring it brings nothing it just means that we are we are better than what we were at brentford last season and we just have to keep pushing on for the rest of the 37 games okay even like i said like bob said three points in the back but one game at a time we are still an improving squad improving team and uh, we go on one game at a time no expectations there you go uh, to all the listeners see this is why you have to listen to us because we also fly high in most times and also bring everything down at most times so uh, that's the balance that we are trying to uh, you know trying to have it here in the vegunas thank I, you guys i I, yeah. i wanted to i wanted to ask a couple of trivia questions to you both yes who's who's, who's the first brazilian to open a scoring I know that. <laughs> Everyone knows that, Bob. Such a simple thing, Gabriel Martinelli. Yeah. Really? I thought yeah. I thought you would say Firmino, mate. No way. <laughs> you know, you mean the uh, center back striker uh, slash midfielder? No, <laughs> he didn't do that. Uh, yes, it's it's Martinelli. But then, okay. Follow up question. Who's the last South last South American to open the scoring at Premier League? Gabriel. I know that answer too. Even go ahead. I'll give it to you. Everybody heard the commentary on the day. <laughs> Both this came out over there. Yes. <laughs> this was not out of commentary. I yeah, I read that. Okay. We 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 heard it in the commentary. It's the player <laughs> for whom we we made a forty million plus one pound. <laughs> the, we smoked some random shit that day. The <laughs> uh, yeah, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is the answer for that one. <laughs> but uh, anyways uh, bob i think uh, it's time for us to wind up uh, thank you guys thank you for joining and hopefully we'll continue this run and uh, as usual my hopes for all the games for arsenal to win 10 nil uh, comes true thanks guys bye thank you bye yes bye bye